0: And it's time for the strike zone podcast presented by the game sports podcast powered by 91 N 91 network, which is formerly known as the game entertainment and media T It is your host, David McKeg jr. Or should I say co-host? Cause there are two hosts to the show and let's bring in the co-host to this edition. As always, the one and only CH at the bottom of your screen. He is an absolute stud Connor Henderson, Connor, my friend, how's it going? <laughs>
1: Doing great, Dave. Last time I saw you, I was giving you a big old bear hug on the dance floor of your wedding. And, you know, it was great to reconnect with you and all the guys from back home. Yeah. Uh, looking forward to a great show today. And yeah. before we get started, let's throw some love over to our sponsors over at Flawless Roofing, Sure Seal, Inc. Over 30 years in the biz, based in Sault Ste. Marie and Thunder Bay, protect your investment and start from the top with Flawless Roofing. Quickly running over the agenda, we've got Shohei Ohtani clearing out his locker. Is he done with the Angels? Mm. The Toronto Blue Jays and their hunt. I know that you've got some spicy takes. Hopefully a a good rant in you. We're always looking for those. Uh, The playoff picture and where things stand as of September of 2023. And then we're going to finish things off with some local news. Uh, from the Sioux College Cougars and their second season
0: at the Baseball Diamond. Honestly, and there is a representative for the 91N Pandas on that team and we'll give him a shout out too because he said if you ever he was one that actually mentioned if we're gonna talk about me on the show, you gotta mention who I am and what I do. You know that I mean, he doesn't; he's a man of few words. That guy on the college, but I'll make sure we talk about him. But that's for the end, and we call that the new bottom of the ninth segment. I'm gonna start introducing that with the bases loaded. So, Connor, you know, there's uh, a lot of we have a couple shows planned, and I'm gonna let listeners know, and I'll talk about a bit more detail on the upcoming game sports podcast that we will have a kind of a funky schedule in the next few weeks, more so than normal as uh, I'll be away on my honeymoon uh, definitely enjoying something else uh, other than doing work Uh, but there will be strike zone additions after this one there will be two more but with a couple new faces on this as planned on the PDF that I sent everybody. (laughs) Yes I sent a PDF via Facebook chat to our game sports podcast group. I wanted to make sure I shared that. Share your chirps below if you want and while you're down there in this region there's a like button right here I believe if you're on YouTube if you're on Spotify this subscribe is to your right same with Apple and rating but if you're on YouTube you see me pointing down at the like subscribe is over here to the left a little bit more uh, I'm trying to guess uh, and there's a thumbs down don't touch that but then there's a comment section below so make sure you leave your feedback and you can chirp me if you'd like it anytime I welcome it and I welcome a challenge of a chirp off I'm down for that baseball Get into that Shohei Ohtani. You talked, said first. Is he Don Connor? Talk, talk to me. Ooh. Well,
1: I I feel like he, he almost has to be. How could a team afford Mike Trout and Shohei Ohtani's presumably going to be boatload contract? Yep. Um, and still be able to pay the rest of their their roster in a way that makes them competitive? To to think that they were paying Shohei, you know, a substantially lower amount than what he'll be getting on the open market. Um, and they still just could not get it done as a unit. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of scary. It's kind of sad. Um, and if he plans on staying either way, clearing out your lockers, just like a hilarious, uh, you know, negotiating tactic, ploy, whatever you want to call it, you know, articles are getting written. People are fired up. I love that sort of thing. Play all the mind games you want. If you're the player, th- this is your time to just absolutely be a menace to the media. I I remember when Toronto fans for the Raptors in basketball were praying to God that Kawhi Leonard would return and there was, you know, instances of like helicopters, like trying to follow (laughs) him and people were like tracking his flight patterns. There's like Instagram stories where like his sister or aunt or someone's shouting in the back, like, like y'all not going to resign there. It's like, like that sort of thing is what makes this sort of, um, you know, things so It gives us
0: so. spicy content too. It gives us spice, and I wrote something down while you were talking there. And if you're on audio, you know this is bad radio. They say, but guess what? We're on audio and video. Okay, so you have to you have to go over to the YouTube channel. But I'll make sure I, I describe it for you if you're on audio. But I'm putting up something to the camera about the angels. I don't know if Connor can read my writing. I don't know if I want to put him on the spot because it is. But I will read it. Clean it's really house neat printing. A clean house time. That is towards the Angels, okay? Clean house time, and I'm going to tell you what I mean by that nonsense. Shohei's done, bro. He's done. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you right now. This team tried to buy at the deadline. They were freaking brutal. Everyone left. Everyone they acquired gone. Lucas Giolito goes to Cleveland this other game, and he pitches a gem. Look, the Los Angeles Angels have have a, a potential to be a very attractive place to play. They're in L.A. The Dodgers aren't too far. They're doing well. They got more money. But the Los Angeles Angels have a good ballpark. I'm a big fan of a ballpark. If I'm a player, I want to play. They have a very nice ballpark, actually. They're in a good location, good for baseball. And they have someone named Mike Trout. I don't know if you've heard of him. Uh, arguably the best baseball player in the league is still I don't care what anybody says when healthy he might be one of the best of all time all around not don't even want to get into that because now there's somebody else who's probably taking that throne. Then uh, he's his teammate, uh, but then you look on the other side. It's like a Lamborghini, two Lamborghinis, and you live in a shack. Okay, that's exactly what the Angels have. It's an absolute joke. Anthony Rendon, you got uh, Renifo making jokes, not making plays. It is, it is a dumpster fire there. And you make those trades deadline, and you're like, all right, we're making a run for it. You walk into Toronto get your hiney spanked a couple times, realize that you're not as good as them. <laughs> uh, and then you start playing other teams and you lose and you lose to teams like Texas, teams in your division, and you start trending downward. And what happens? Shit, we shouldn't have made that trade. You know? Uh, like, Shohei Otani should have been traded at the deadline. And people ask me, how do you trade that at the deadline? I don't know. I'm a firm believer of asset management, Connor. Asset management. And I know that's not the same in baseball like it is in other sports. And I might be using another sport term for that, multiple other sport terms for that. But I feel like Shohei Ohtani could have brought in something and it's better than getting nothing. And yeah, you make a run for it. You're trying to show that you're serious to win. You're using it as a re-sign tactic. Because if you are, ended up getting a wild card spot or getting into the playoffs, maybe there's a chance that Shohei re-signs. Right? You're like... Shit, they made a run. They're serious. They're spending money. Trout stays. Shohei stays. But like you said, I don't know how you pay Shohei and keep and build a competitive team. One. Two, you made the run because you know Shohei wasn't gonna resign. You said, Let's try it. You know, let's do what the Blue Jays did in two thousand fifteen when they were fifty and fifty one at the deadline. They go out and buy Tulawitzki, they go out and buy David Price, they go out and buy I don't think they bought Steve Delabar. I think they might have still had that at the time. I'm missing somebody. It was a veteran picture for the Rockies that they also picked up, and I forget who it is. But that's not the point. The point is they made purchases via trade. Purchases, I'm saying. But they made trades with the Rockies and with the teams to bring in David Price and bring in the right pieces. And what happened? 2015 happened with the Jays. If you don't know, search it. Uh, You shouldn't be listening to the show if you don't know, especially because it's recent history. And, you know, there's, I'm a Jays fan. It's one of the best moments as a Jays fan. And it worked for them. And it worked because Alex Anthopoulos made the move that he did to try to make them competitive. Joey Batts, Encarnacion, keep them there. Donaldson, right? They're trying to keep these guys interested in playing in Canada. And it worked. The Angels did the same thing. They tried to bring in something, bring in people to make it competitive, and it backfired. I think they should have traded them, but I do commend what they did to try to, I understand also why they did, to try to do what they did. I said that. Very awkwardly, but I'm sure people are picking up what I'm putting down. Now, we're at this point as of September the 18th at 9.24 p.m. is when Connor and I are recording. Yeah, spoiler alert. You're probably watching this on the 19th. We, we upload it the day after sometimes, okay? We, we we got lives, okay, outside of just talking baseball. But we have now Mike Trout who's looking at trade rumors. Shohei Otani who is going to walk for free. You could have gotten a nice boatload of prospects from somebody. The Orioles, maybe? The Orioles are looking pretty good. They got the best prospect pool in baseball. They have pieces that could have been moved. Would it have been fair value for Shohei? No. No. And nothing is of value for Shohei Otani. Okay, but it's better than him walking out your door. But again, I will remind, I do commend what they did, but it backfired. I don't think it was the right move, and I said that from the start. And as I'm on my four-minute rant about Otani, so I can let Connor have a little bit of a, a little bit of uh, words. Sell, clean house, trade, drought, trade the contracts that you can, trade the players. Build, and it's not like any other sport you're going to take. It's going to be painful for the next five to seven years to be an Angels fan, but it's the only way it's going to work now because Trout's gone. Get a good haul for him. Shohei's gone, and I said this before. As much as I'd like him in Toronto, dream on. Seattle Mariners, man. Said that from the start. He will be a Seattle Mariner. I'm calling it right now. Connor, your turn. Give me a little rant with the Angels. What should they do? Give me, And also with Shohei Otani, what's going to happen with Shohei? oh man you know i
1: I think you said it you said it all they they really you know a plus for gusto at the deadline going for it i kind of love that i'm a huge like just roll the dice type of guy you got to make the playoffs to win the playoffs and yeah you know they they did what they could what i'm most excited for from this whole Shohei, you know debacle or you know uh, situation is i hope that shohei inspires more upcoming prospects and minor leaguers to try to be two-way players because Mm. we've seen time and time again that with the the quickest uh flutter of of struggle when guys have tried to go two-way in the past they'll just instantly ditch whatever they're struggling with um in in recent memory two top five prospects were drafted um one was named hunter green who's currently a starting pitcher in the mlb for the reds he was an all-star shortstop in high school and he went second overall um, but he instantly went to pitcher because he threw 100 miles an hour, and you figure if you throw 100, you're you're gonna make it to the MLB at least as a reliever. But you know, um, there's there's less shortstop positions there in yeah. the pros. Uh, same with a guy like Brandon McKay. He was a left-handed pitcher slash uh, first baseman, and he you know he tried to do the two-way thing. I think he batted like under 200 or something in the minors, and then instantly like just left the bat at home and I, I I wish that people would be given longer leashes because when you look uh, at any prospect growing up in high school they're not just the best center fielder on their team they're probably one of the best pitchers on their team They're if you're throwing 90 in the pros from a position you were probably the best pitcher in your high school uh, and your quarterback and your point guard and your so I, I I mean I love seeing the, the two way play. I hope we get more of that, and I hope Shohei is kind of a, a beacon to let people try it more often going forward.
0: I think so. And it, season ending injury is such a a, a very positive year, right? It, it was he was having quite the season, and the injury, you know, will it hurt his MVP? And I'd have to say it probably will hold hold the uh pull the votes, but he'll still be considered. At least is there a chance to win? Sure. Uh, but you know, play, playing games matters, right? And to be not there for the stretch that affects the Angels—not that they had a chance in, in hell how, anyways, uh, they they after t- a week after the deadline, after they made their trade, they already had their fate sealed that they weren't making the playoffs. Uh, it was quite a in and out. Oh, let's make a chance. Oh no, <laughs> it wasn't even made interesting, you know. And it would have been nice to have Shohei be in the playoffs and Mike Trout. Seeing the best players not in the playoffs sucks. As much as you, but people forget about baseball. Look at the Cleveland, then the Indians, and now called the Guardians. They made the playoffs with them the year they had Andrew Miller when they played the World Series against the Cubs. They had a team full of small ball. Yeah, you had J. Ram. You had you had a, a good core of guys, but. They weren't just guys that were Mount Crushmore like the Jays were. They they were guys that got on first and they got on second right after by stealing the base. Rajay Davis was on that team. Everyone remembers Rajay Davis. He's a Tiger. Been with the Tigers before and he's been with the Jays. There's a guy that can run the bases and someone named Andrew Miller look him up, He's a very good pitcher. <laughs> he would come out of the bullpen and be the he haunts all Jays uh, fans nightmares since 2016. That is those are the players you want. Those are the teams that you see win those World Series because they play small ball. The Angels have the ability to have talent to go around Trout, and Otani this year, but you want to see those guys in the playoffs and having them not there is unfortunate. It is. It true. It truly is. It's like Aaron Judge. I really despise the Yankees. I do. Everyone does. If you're not a Yankee fan, you don't. You hate the Yankees. It's like how a lot of people don't like Nickelback. Um, I'm a fan of Nickelback. It's either you love them or you hate them. I like Nickelback. Okay, they're they're Canadian and they're great. But it's, it's almost there, like the this Yankees. show is a
1: pro Nickelback show. We there's there's support. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, literally, and and seriously, you know, I don't want to compare the Yankees to Nickelback. I'm sure Yankee fans love that analogy right now, but they, the, what I mean is, is that there's the players on the team that you wish were in the playoffs. Judge Stanton, Cole, they have guys. You, you, that that that's that's the point, and. They, they're they not going to be there. And I love it that they're not, but when I'm there, I want to see the Jays beat the Yankees. I want to see the Jays beat Otani. I want I want them to beat the best players. I want them to beat the best teams because it makes that win so sweet as a fan. But as a team, you want to play the easier guys, but people thought Cleveland was an easy team back in 2016. Not easy. They were good. But I mean that they, they played the small ball to win games. But Shohei... Is done for the year. Where do you think he'll go? Comment below. But about this year, rate his season next to all the all-time greats. I think he would have uh, continued upwards and he just would have had more storylines this year. Playoff picture, we'll get to in a second. It kind of will time in. We're about 16 minutes in. We're on a time schedule of this show. I said that. The Blue Jays, Connor, I know you want me to rant, but I'm going to go to you first because then I'm going to time my response to yours. The Blue Jays... Um, The Blue Jays go against Texas and get swept. Booed out of their field. Booed. Kicked out. That's Canada for you. (laughs) We don't like losing. We're fed up with losing. That's Toronto for you, actually. Um, But then you go against the Boston Red Sox, a team that you haven't been hot against really all year. And, yes, You cause people to get white hairs and you make them bite their nails, but you find a way to win, sweeping them as Texas gets swept by Cleveland. And by, I mean, swept, Cleveland took care of Texas those games. Uh, Baseball's a weird sport, Connor. uh, And the Blue Jays look like they're out of it, but now they're right back in it and everyone loves the Jays again, right? Uh, Give me your thoughts about the Jays to this point we
1: we absolutely love them oh my gosh it's the the best um i think one thing that that stands out for me is their run differential is is not that good compared to the other teams that they're fighting against right now if if you look i i think tampa bay's run differential is almost plus 200 runs for texas about 150 jays 60 Oh. oh up but you know, like it's, it's tough to, to have a good record when you're not winning by that much. Like if, if every win is a one or a two run game, it's, it's hard to get away with mistakes and you have to play your best all the time. So for a team like the Jays, you think stereotypically they're a they're more offensive, um, you know, boisterous, loud team, but they actually haven't been scoring that many runs this season.
0: No, and that's where it's going to get to my point quickly. Is that the bats have been quiet? They solved how to pitch against Vlad Guerrero. He chases on the outside, uh, the outside corner a lot on breaking pitches. Uh, Beau Bichette's been their most consistent hitter. He's had some health battles. Obviously, not health battles, but I mean injuries this year kind of put him to the sideline. I mean, one that kind of right down the thick of the the, the post run. Chapman was hopping in the air, got cold. He got pitched hit for Greg. Greg. Nope, he's retired. Kevin Biggio, uh, and Biggio gets a big hit in that game. You know, you have Babe, Davis Schneider, who hasn't been as hot as he was, but everyone loves Davis Schneider because he's just the vibe. Uh, And they just learned how to pitch against the Jays. That's what it was. They learned how to pitch against Vlad. But you know what's been impressive for the Jays this year? And I've never said this before on this buy. I think I said it on the recent episode, but I'll say it again just for clarity. The bullpen and the pitching have been great for the Jays this year. Yes, there's been moments of weakness, but for most of the year, they've been the reason why they've won games. Because look at their stats: a lot of one, a lot of one-win ball games. Lots, a lot of 3 two-ones, two four-threes. Five threes. They never get a game where they're blowing somebody out of the water like last year with twenty eight three win over Boston. Like they they have to find a way to make you live sit on the edge of your seat and almost fall out to to win the game. Raphael Devers gets a home run last game, and guess what happens? They go to the bottom of the ninth, right? Like like why not, right? Because we want we want people to, to have heart attacks. And that's what's what, what Toronto's all about. But the Jays are Bats have to wake up, and they've been saying it all year. They say, oh, we've been saying it all year, but it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Listen, it's September 18th, man. (laughs) It's not about happening anymore. You guys have been playing ball for three months. Let's wake up. Vlad hit three homers going into last game. Let's stay hot, man. It's time to be hot. It's now. If you want to get hot when we make the playoffs and you you get hot throughout the playoffs, that's fine. But get hot. It's time to get at least some consistency because that's what's been lacking. That's why the Jays don't have that run differential and have the more wins because the bats have been inconsistent this year. The pitching's been good. Look at them. Three pitch, four pitchers under four ERA. Top in the league for that. Top two or top three. They had the stat up. Bullpen. Great. Sometimes they scare you, but they get the job done doesn't matter that's winning ball games is all that matters right now the hitting has to wake up playoff picture we'll make this quick connor uh the playoff picture right now you got the usual suspects leading the way in the divisions right now not usual baltimore and tampa are going back and forth which is great but houston and minnesota Uh, Then you got Atlanta, LA, and Milwaukee on the other side. Wild card teams. You got Tampa, Toronto, Texas on the other side. You got Philly, Arizona, the Cubs, and also the Marlins battling it out as the Cubs and Marlins are tied. And since I should mention, Cincinnati is just on the cusp there too. So that that race is looking very tight. Um, Truthfully, Connor, I think the team that finishes third in the AL wild card has a pretty good path to potentially play some more baseball because they play. The team that is um, the Minnesota Minnesota Twins most likely is who they're probably going to be playing by bearing any miracle. But you look over at the NL, that's what has me interested, seeing that wild card set up. But even... The Milwaukee Brewers, nothing but love for the Brew Crew. I don't. I, I hope they're the Cinderella team this year. Uh, I would love to see it. I've been to the ballpark in Milwaukee. They're a passionate fan base, and do they have a chance, Connor, to get out of the NL or is Atlanta and uh, and the Dod- and the Dodgers too good?
1: I feel like this time of the year is my my annual vote on the Los Angeles Dodgers to win the World Series time. I I think in the history of us doing this show, I've probably put my money on them in the NL like at least three or four out of the five years we've we've been doing this together. And um, you know what? Just for tradition's sake, I'm going to say that uh, they're going to do it again. So regardless of what Milwaukee does, I'm putting my my hat in the ring for. The Dodgers, because um, I, I love how they're basically just as evil as um, the Yankees, but they don't get flack for it, you know, or, you know, if there's any evil associated with spending boatloads of money, then then they would be in that same category regardless. The evil
0: empire, man. The evil empire is the Yankees. Nothing beats that. But if there's a secondary, it's the Dodgers. Now, yeah, that's a, keeps the balance, you know. the balance and the force. The balance in the forest. <laughs> exactly. Now the last thing Eastern I'll say, the last thing I'll say about the playoff picture, it's gonna come down to the wire for both wild cards. Um, but Baltimore, give credit where it's due. Holy shit. That team is looking just just perfect. And their prospects, they have guys like Jackson Holiday, they got guys coming up. This team is gonna be a juggernaut, and it's gonna be a very attractive place to play. Believe it or not, Baltimore, people look at Baltimore. Why Baltimore? Beautiful ballpark. Good team coming up. They, they're that under control for a number of years. They're going to build a competitive team there. They're going to be almost, I don't want to say the Atlanta Braves, but maybe that is a good comparison because they had some good young guys like Acuna, right? They they brought in Matt and They didn't develop them. Oakland does that. They develop players for you, and they trade you to your team. That's what Oakland's good for. Um, <laughs> but, point of the story is Baltimore, yikes. They're going to win a couple World Series. We're going to see a couple World Series go to Camden Yards in, the, in Maryland. Now, the bottom of the ninth, Connor, I'm going to let you lead off here. Okay? I, I, we have the bases loaded. We're down by four. All right? There was a guy on first and second. I bunted, but I got to first because my, of my wicked speed. Okay? I got to first, uh, and the guy got third and second with bases loaded. We're down by four. You're up. Bottom of the ninth segment to close out strike zone. We're talking local baseball on this one. Give it to us. Swing for the fences. All right, I'm
1: I'm nervous. Pressure's on. All right, I'll try my best here. Sioux College, in its second season existing, has its baseball team running out there. They've played eight games so far this season. They're 1-7. Last year, they finished with two wins. So that's the bar that they've set. (laughs) <laughs> and it's always tough in any sport, in the OCAA or in university sports in Canada, to start your program off because if you're a talented player, it's very difficult to, to attract you to a, a team that's brand new because, you know, the, oftentimes uh, players will flock to the, the established programs. Um, luckily, we've had a lot of graduates recently from the local Sioux Black Sox program. That have helped round out Sioux College's lineup, and they're they're featuring a lot of uh, good, talented players, many of which or or all of which are in their first or second season of, of college baseball. Recently, they won their first game of the season against Humber six to four, and the pitching performance was strong across the board. Matty Forzi, former Black Sox player, went four strong innings. Uh, and Cole Massey went three scoreless in relief to pick up the win. Now, Cole um, was one of the most dominant uh, pitchers his age in the city over the last six years. It's great to see him in college. He's got a nice, strong fastball, good movement on his breaking ball, and he hides it well. Uh, and there's some other guys that they've picked up as well from the local program, including Gavin Lamming, who, got, who has an excellent running fastball who, uh, that hovers around 80 miles an hour. Um, Nolan Tony, who is a dependable arm for uh, Mike LaBelle, head coach of both the Sox and Sioux College. Uh, Connor Bruces will be dependable in the middle infield and outfield for them, who's got a great contact swing. Uh, and I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but those are their four new vocal recruits alongside guys like Matty Forzy, Carter Gallivan, Owen Daynard, and uh, of course, uh, how could I forget uh, Dave McKeg's teammate and Pandas representative of the game's uh, 91N network, Jordan Ritchie, who has an absolute missile in the outfield. Does he, just, he ever? <laughs> if, he, can, he can just, on a crow hop, absolutely fire the ball. I, I think off the mound, he's, he's probably somewhere around you know, 78, 80 miles an hour. But if you let him crow hop a ball, that, that, that dude has an absolute missile. Um, and it's good to see him back out there in the outfield for Sioux College into his second season, hopefully building off of uh, his his strong rookie campaign where I think he batted around 240 or 250.
0: Grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. That detail was to point. And clear and concise. Couldn't have been better. Walk-off victory. And I will add to that as the post-game reaction, I'll say, to that bottom of the ninth grand slam by yourself. Jordan Ritchie has thrown out a couple guys in men's league baseball with ease as people test his arm. Absolute foolishness. We love it. Go ahead. Uh, he has had a lot of put outs, uh, and he's definitely done some uh, good work pitching in the back-to-back champion, 91N Pandas. Uh, Just to kind of give a little announcement, I was in touch with LaBelle, the head coach of Sioux College. Uh, There was a plan, it was a little bit late, uh, to do an all-star game this year uh, between the men's league team, and I had quite the staff packed, the the names such as Ashley Hoff, Nathan Inch, Greg, and Brad LaFave. Uh, I was gonna message a couple other weapons, such as JJ Bergerman I was gonna bring up quite the squad, but they were unable to uh, to accept the challenge per se. But I understand why. I'm not gonna send a chirp. Uh, I will be sending this upload to them to hear. But we will need to plan an all star game next year, and maybe create a trophy that I will gladly sponsor. Uh, but don't be don't be upset if the Men's All-Stars defeat the Sioux College team. I'm calling that challenge right now. Anyone let me know below who you think would win that game because last year we played them and it was a fun put-together team and we lost. But I feel like with getting a couple guys together, maybe if Connor Henderson wants to travel to Sault Ste. Marie for a fun game and getting Jordan Trudeau back in the boys, Colton Ree would be a nice addition too. couple guys to bring out as an all-star game, but uh, would be quite the treat. To college though, in all seriousness, good team to watch. They so have a representative for 91N there for sure, but there's have been representatives that have also played men's league baseball um, in the, on the team too. I was telling Connor there's some names that I can't recall, but there's... Um, there's a lot of good talent on that team and they definitely have grown the program and definitely go out and check them out. They have a good following on Instagram as well. So, so College, as you see the Game Sports Podcast, and 91N is behind you and giving you coverage for this year and news and reaction. So uh, don't be shy to send some players our way too. We would like to have some interviews with some of the college athletes, in particular Jordan Frickin' Richie, okay. I want that guy. I need to get his swag and his unbuttoned shirt on this show, okay. Increase the likes just by that, just by that hair and that unbuttoned shirt that he does. Jokes aside, good job to the Cougars on getting the win against Humber this past week. That is good work, Connor. Thank you very much uh, for everything here today. We're gonna get to the conclu- to the conclusion of Strike Zone, and I'm gonna thank you in advance. For the two shows that you're going to do without me for the first time since we've done this show, please take it easy on Dane and Alex. <laughs> uh, they they haven't done a baseball one, uh, but I know they can host and lead the charge with you and that uh, they're in good hands. But uh, the it's been great recording, and I know you and I are going to get in touch, obviously, to do all the rest of the playoff coverage for the MLB when I'm back after Thanksgiving uh unless and it seems like if the jays make it i can't even watch them uh so i'm gonna be relying on your updates uh and the shows to see if they do make it on what happens but i appreciate you as always taking the time it's always a treat connecting and it was great seeing a couple weekends ago at my wedding and uh seeing you dance your ass off like all of us were
1: Thanks, Dave. I can't wait for the inmates to run the asylum while you're gone. But if it goes poorly on the first show, then I expect you to be on a boat in the canals of Venice recording the next episode of Strike Zone.
0: So, Is that a dare? Because uh, I would do it. Uh, it, might you lead, would. it might lead to a to divorce uh, if, if that happens. <laughs> Might lead. Uh, I might have to move in, Connor. You got a spot down there for me? <laughs> uh, my <laughs> uh, crouton's comfy, Dave. Awesome. That's great. Great for my back. Uh, but again, thank you to the listeners. Thank you to Connor and all the crew uh, on the Game Sports Podcast and anyone and all the background help that we get. Like, follow, subscribe, uh, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening. Uh, for Keep a locked here for all sports content. we got a lot of shows and a lot of good shows coming up, even in my absence, a lot of good plans. Connor can second that. He read the PDF. <laughs> I'm here to remind you keep your stick on the ice swing your bats catch your touchdowns drain your threes and shoot your shots booyah